Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. There will be a Women's Royal Rumble on January 28th. We had a sneak premiere of Hideo Itami and tag teams. We got all the tag teams right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes. Yes, because, you know, we got Hideo Tommy on Raw. So we got to play this because he's going he's going to 205 Live. So we get it tonight. Right. <laughs> right. Not to say that he won't earn the privilege of being the intro to our After Buzz Raw in the future. But tonight, tonight is for Hideo Tommy. There we go. That's why we are opening the show with him. And welcome to December 18th. This is going to be the final Raw after show of 2017. And what, an, what a Raw to have this last one be oh my i mean i lost track of how many tag teams we had uh it is extremely women strong with the with from the evolution of the divas revolution into the women's division Mm -hmm. into having a women's royal rumble match and i am joined with an incredible panel of hosts right here um to my far left you have seen this lady on tmz follower alert up rocks and you might remember her from the may young classic we did that together uh the after show here on after buzz tv tk trinidad hey hey how are you doing (laughs) all good I'm a holiday person. No, so the I'm red gonna... is just very stunning. Well, thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> and sitting next to her, you know him. You know true hobo. He's wrestled and worked with New Japan, NXT, Championship Wrestling of Hollywood, Arizona, just about everywhere. And he's here right now. True hobo. I'm happy to be here. It's, uh, it's been a long haul. I did Arizona on Saturday. A lot of very interesting things coming out of that. Please keep hooked to my Twitter at True Hobo. You're going to see some stuff you haven't seen before from yours truly. <laughs> nice. Love it. Uh, but yeah, for this Raw, uh, we were in Providence, Rhode Island. And yes, we are six weeks from the Royal Rumble. That is happening on January 28th. And well, I guess let's just jump right into it. I mean, we started off with uh, Kurt Angle. It looks like he has an announcement of who's going to be facing Brock Lesnar. Because remember, we come, we're coming off of Braun and Kane getting a double you know, count out from last week. So neither one of them really... You know, I mean, neither of them a particular favorite against Brock Lesnar, but at the same time, both earning the right and the privilege to face the man having had a double countout. And Kurt Angle 100% submitted that tonight. He -hmm. said himself that there will be a trouble threat, and I called it. Yeah, yeah, I remember us speculating about this, I think it was last week or the week yeah. before, you and Johnny were like, yeah, there's going to be a triple threat, and I'm like, I don't want that, and it doesn't matter what I want. Yeah, why don't you want that? <laughs> uh, because I want Brock to go one-on-one with somebody. I actually want Brock and Samoa Joe 
That's what I want to happen. I think that would be a really good yeah, but drag that out. Happen I kind of, but it didn't really get the time that it really. I felt like it really okay. should have gotten. But for this with Kurt Angle, yes, he uh, he was. I'm, I'm announcing who's going to do with uh, Brock Lesnar, and then Braun Strowman interrupted him, and he says that he was the only one left standing, and that's why he should be Brock. Uh, Lesnar's opponent at the Royal Rumble and then he's interrupted by Kane Kane comes out and says that he's caused more destruction than anybody else in the WWE in the last 20 years you know except for Undertaker of course his brother in destruction of course (laughs) and nobody steps in front of him and then Paul Heyman comes out and he says you know what we're not having this conversation without input from your reigning and defending Universal Champion and out comes Brock Lesnar. How lucky we are to have his <laughs> eminence grace our presence, <laughs> the champion that never defends. Ooh. Salty, I like it. Hey, just uh, saying. Yeah, and then yes, there's going to be a triple threat match, and we have a little bit of taste of that with Kane trying to immediately go after Braun and uh, Brock, and of course, Brock ends that with an F5, which Kane pops up on. So. Down but not out. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about this match. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah? Yeah. Just the biggest men in WWE just swinging at each other full force. Honestly, I like big man wrestling. I I look forward to it. I think, finally, Brock Lesnar has an uphill battle as far as at least weight class is concerned. He's Mm -hmm. outclassed by both of these individuals, so he's got kind of a hill to climb. Yeah, and I will say something. I really enjoyed uh, Braun's match with uh, Big Show way back when, you oh, know, yeah. when they destroyed the ring. You know, I think this yep. was the first time the ring was destroyed with uh, with Braun in it. Um, I think there's been like two, three other times yeah. since then, yeah. And, uh, yeah, agile, because you don't expect it from, from the big men, from the refrigerators <laughs> walking around. And I, I appreciated that. So yep. for that, then, yeah. I guess this, you know, three mountains clashing against each other. It's going to be a heck of a ride. Yeah. Thunder will roll. <laughs> so we have uh, Seth Rollins, and he's waiting in the ring for Samoa Joe because he's supposed to have a match with him. But then look who oh, comes out. God, crybaby. I can't stand him. Mr. Jason Jordan. Oh, just shut him up. Jesus. <laughs> he, he's been waiting two whole weeks to have a match with Samoa Joe that he's been asking Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> calling him Kurt that. Angle. Calling him Kurt Angle. Call I call him, him dead. Mm. You feel the little bit of separation in there, at least emotional. Yeah. He's not as, as close to him as he once was because now he's not getting everything that he demands mm-hmm. so easily. Yeah. You know, he's not giving him candy every time he cries for it. That's kind right. of thing. I, I like how they're progressing with this because it does annoy me and I like that I'm feeling something when it comes to with the Jason Jordan thing so I want them to keep on turning the volume up on it because it's like nails on a chalkboard oh. and I, I want I want more of it the only thing I like is the shorts that was the only good highlight <laughs> about him period He's yeah. he's a hoss. He's got, <laughs> he's got power where it counts. You know, it's in it's in the legs, uh-huh. it's in the buttocks. And the wrestler with the largest butt is probably the most powerful. I myself have got quite the bubble going on. I work Let's very see. hard. It's there. Oh, yeah. If okay. I were to stand, there there's there's a bit of a show. For I there. mean, you can if you want. You well, know. you know, you give us mean, a little butt flex. Y'all yeah. would have no, to pay for the holidays. For it. <laughs> I don't. I don't just drop my drawers. 
for free. <laughs> it didn't have to be a drawer drop. I, I, I know. Just, just, you just under it, right I've got my wrestling trunks. I'm oh, always okay. ready to go. Oh, okay. Always. Because yeah. you never know when a, when a match is just going to break out. Somebody's going to pay you. You're going to be a referee. You're going to go. <laughs> so how much do we have to pay you just to drop your trunks then? Well, we can discru- discuss that a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, and Seth even tries to give some some words of wisdom. Be like, hey, you know, how about you slow your roll for a second? Yeah, you know, this match is already going to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love Joe comes out. And can I just say, he was extremely Negan in this moment mm-hmm. where he said, uh, you got me feeling like the bell of the ball and all the popular guys want to dance oh, with I, me. I love that line. That was That great. was, oh, Samoa Joe. Yes, yes. And uh, he proposes that uh, Jason, you know, versus Seth, you know, they work it out, and then he takes whoever wins. Which is, (laughs) whatever. Of course he would. Of course he would. He could have said, well, let's all three of us mix it up. But no, Samoa Joe is there to get paid to fight, and that's the end of the story. If he doesn't have to fight, then that's just fine by him. He is literally going to sit back and watch chaos unfold before him. Yeah. And Seth tells Jason to go get his daddy's approval from somewhere else. Oh, my god! Jason pushes him, and then we go into a match, and it's Jason versus Seth, because you don't do that to the architect. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, with this match, we have Joe sitting um, ringside with it, just being smug and just being awesome. There Look are a lot what of, I did, he says to himself. <laughs> just being a little bit of mastermind there, and I really enjoy that. Uh, but yeah, I felt Jordan was pretty... Sh- it, well, I think we can all agree he's pretty strong when it comes to athletics. And, very you know, agile, he's, too. Yeah, yeah, very agile. I mean, those uh, those two northern suplexes, uh, northern light suplexes. Roll through, and that, beautiful. Oh, that bridge was gorgeous on the toes putting as much pressure as he can on seth rollins really going for that pin the more pressure you put on your toes you you push your shoulders down onto your opponent pinning his shoulders down (coughs) so he has to kick out even harder it expends energy on his part which works in your favor it tires him out yeah, well, Jordan definitely, uh, you know, read that book to, for everything. In fact, uh, that and I enjoyed his focus on basically trying to wreck as much and as many places on Seth Rollins' back as possible, slamming into the barricade, slamming into the turnbuckles, uh, submissions that concentrated on the back. You know, it was it was very smart, but you know, Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins, right? You know, CrossFit Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and CrossFit Jesus did win. I mean, he launched Jordan into Joe, followed up with a super kick on Joe. I loved that. Loved it. And um, what are we calling this move? Does this move have a name yet? Or are we just calling it the Omega Knee? Uh, <laughs> in any case, uh, lands a solid knee alongside Jason Jordan's uh, face. And yeah. It's that's that's it. Seth gets a pin. Then Joe jumps in because uh, he's keeping his promise. And Joe is fresh. Seth is not. This ended quickly. And it seemed like he, uh, as an afterthought, uh, destroyed Jason Jordan on the way up the ramp. Well, he saw him. He can't just walk away from him. He's like, well, I'm in proximity. Sorry. I think it was Booker T called it a love tap. (laughs) In the business, that's called a love tap. Sure is. I've tapped yeah. many people during my time. I well, plan okay. to tap many, many more. Oh, that's a claim. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay. 
Yeah, but we're uh, talking about the ring, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes. Of course, yeah. All right, that's all we're talking just, about. Just checking. <laughs> that's all I can talk about. Yeah, but I thought that was uh, that was a heck of a match. They're they're having Jason Jordan coming along, and speaking of which, we have Kurt backstage, and he's with uh, Seth Dean and Jason. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna have a six man tag team match that's gonna happen. It's uh, he needs them to tell J- Jason. Jason needs to just sit down. Like, you know, when you're, like, a kid, well, I don't know about y'all, but I come from, like, West Indian folks, you can't be whining all that time. Like, you start whining, it's like, I'm not going to give you what you want. You need to sit down, like, cool your nerves, and then, but it just seems, it's just so annoying. It, I feel like just because of the comment we're in, you can't do that, but maybe, like, five years ago or maybe two years ago, he could have literally just put him on his knee and just started whipping him with, like, a switch or something. It's just... But you have to, you have to play the guilt factor. Kurt Angle feels immensely guilty for abandoning. He didn't this know. Kid. How did he? He but, didn't know. But even even though he did not know, the guilt is still there. It's oh. still present. So he still wants to give Jason Jordan so much, but he can't. Yes, play that fiddle. Uh, <laughs> and I want to thank uh, Zeno Hour in the chat room uh, for the the knee attack. He's like, uh, they should call it the regicide. <laughs> Regicide. Regicide. That's it. Regicide. So, yeah. And, uh, oh, just, you know, if you, I'm sure you already do, but if you don't follow Matt Hardy on Twitter, (laughs) you need to because, oh, he is um, hashtag woken. Um, His thing is at Matt Hardy brand and just, I can't even, I'm not even going to try to describe it. Just look at some of his threads. The threads that he he retweets himself on because he has more to add. It's it's fantastic. Oh gosh! So and then we do get a promo from Bray Wyatt, uh, and Bray wants to know why why are you all into Matt Hardy? Is it is it the laugh, the childish laughter? Uh, it's all fun and games. If someone gets hurt, and I know how to hurt people, I'll make sure the right people get hurt. Um, because Bray wants to play, but he doesn't play by the rules. The Great War must end. Run. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for this to happen. It's going to be a good, a good match. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's got enjoying a good, steady build. Mm-hmm. People nice are build. really interested in this. Mm-hmm. They want to see it. I think Matt Hardy has has got more than he can handle in Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is uh, just as formidable an opponent, both in ring and then and methodically using his mind to manipulate his opponents. He's he's dangerous on mm-hmm. every level, and I think Matt Hardy's going to have to work really hard to put away Bray Wyatt and establish himself as woken, truly woken. Uh, I think the opposite. Mm-hmm. You can't be crazy. You can't. No, can't, crazy. You can't funnel that. Yeah, crazy. crazy. See, the thing with crazy folks is like they're unpredictable. So mm-hmm. you know, like just take his tweets for instance. Mm-hmm. You're you can't decipher what his tweets are saying. All this, other. so you really don't know what's going in his mind. So it's like you get him in the ring, and you think like you're you're thinking, okay, well, this is what he's about. But nobody could decipher what he's saying. 
So I think you can't beat crazy because he might throw out some stuff that you didn't even expect. So oh. Bray Wyatt may underestimate Matt Hardy. Exactly. Mm. Yes, I guess the possibility does exist. Yeah. I mean, it's a relatively new incarnation of Matt Hardy, especially to the WWE universe, and Bray Wyatt really doesn't understand what it is yet, and the possibility exists that, yeah, he could fall short in estimating how difficult an opponent Matt Woken Matt Hardy may be. Yeah, because he did... Uh, well, cause a breakdown. I'm not going to say he broke him, but he caused a breakdown to then bring us to this point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe he will underestimate. It's a pretty solid point. Uh, So we have uh, Finn, and he's going to be in a two-on-one handicap match versus the Miztourage. And I'm wondering, you know, maybe they'll end up another name, you know, later. I enjoyed this, uh, this tag team action between the two of them. I thought it was smart. You know, it's like, yeah, pull them into your corner, you know, stomp them to pu- stomp them to death, have a stomp party, just go at it. It's a shame it didn't work out that way for them. <laughs> I mean, it was sound on paper. Right. What they were trying to do, but... Not against you- the right... It was on the, the wrong person. It really yeah. was. It really was. Uh, I mean, you know, Finn does what Finn does, and they end up just losing their cool and DQing themselves on a two-on-one onslaught. They were really close to losing. They were very close to losing. I think they sort of saw the writing on the wall and Mm. went, well, we can't necessarily beat him, but we can beat him up. Yeah. I mean, Finn got to the top rope. He was about to do the coup de grace on Curtis Axel, and Bo Dallas grabs him by the legs. I was just like, what are you doing, dude? Although I will say I I did enjoy the showing that both of them did in the ring, even though it was a Mm two-on-one. So, you know, but yeah, I mean... I'm biased with Bo Dallas anyway, so that's just one of those things. Do you think we're going to see more of them? I hope we do. I mean, we definitely can. I mean, we got the revival later on in the night. Mm-hmm. I'm A-OK with having more tag team buildups. I just feel like we need to have more uh, faces. We need more face tag teams. It feels like we have, we're full with heels right now. Right. I need at least one more. It's usually the problem, anyway. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's always more, more fun to be a heel. Than good guys. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Finn is invited to a stomp party, two-on-one stomp party, and but Hideo and Tommy then comes out to save Finn, which leads us into a tag team match. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't set it up enough. That's okay. fine. There we go. That's right. fine. Um, there will be plenty of yeah, yeah, yeah. plenty of opportunities later. <laughs> yeah, just play. Was that yeah, better late than never. Better late than never. I think that was Backstreet Boys. Oh, um, for tag team matches, it's Teddy Long. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. We love you, we'll, we'll you Thank you. We'll give you it's another okay. chance here. You Plenty have, of tag you team have matches like tonight. Ten more chances. Don't even worry about this one. <laughs> so, yeah. So we have uh, Finn and Hideo versus Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Uh, it seems like Bo and Curtis try to do the same thing again. It just doesn't really work out for them. How? What did y'all think about this match? Uh, <laughs> what did you think about Hideo? Hideo was great. Yeah. It's Hideo. just that I just feel, I, I understand what they're trying to do, but mm. less faces. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, it's like there was so many matches tonight that that particular one I could have just done did without. Yeah, I don't think they needed to restart it. 
I really don't because the uh, the result was essentially at the same as the match itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the <laughs> the Mr. lost twice over. So it, it, it puts them in a difficult spot. And Hideo Tommy looked strong enough, but mm-hmm. if he came in for the save, kicked ass, hit the go to sleep, it would have been exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I don't think we needed to see him necessarily in ring in a tag team match to really understand what he's all about you send him in especially with the go to sleep Mm -hmm. if he hits the go to sleep he's gonna get the crowd's attention because that is the move that a lot of people are familiar with but from another individual Mm -hmm. so it's it's gonna draw their attention as soon as they see the setup and the execution they're gonna be like who's this guy he invented the damn thing you (laughs) might want to pay attention oh and the thing I like about it is it's a move that is, I mean, obviously it takes a lot of athleticism and practice to do, but it also looks like something that I'm like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I I could pop someone up and hit him in the face with my knee. I got this. It's, <laughs> it is, it's deceptively simple. It yeah. does take a lot to actually lift a man and shoot him up. And then there's plenty of uh, a stretch needed in your legs to actually mm. connect with your knee. Powerful enough to a man's jaw to actually put him out. you got to follow through. You can't just bring it up halfway and have him drop onto it. That's not going to be strong enough. You have to drive your knee up and through his chin to the top of his head, and then he's out. Yeah, like I said, I could do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Done. Done yeah. deal. I'm, I'm, over the I don't, we'll see I don't have January. to prove it. Okay. I just, I'm just going to say I can. In your mind. In my mind. Got it. <laughs> in my mind, I am like the ultimate street fighter. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. And Hideo gets the pin. So, yeah. So, added um, salt to injury. So, yeah. yeah. Salt to the wound. <laughs> With that. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about it that way. But, yeah. It definitely did. Kick well, them now, when they were down. Now you lose. Again. <laughs> yeah. Bon voyage. Uh, so we're backstage with Renee, and she's interviewing uh, Cedric Alexander. This is right before he goes out to uh, fight Drew Gulak, because uh, whoever wins becomes the number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship, currently being held by Enzo Amore. So Renee's basically, um, so are you overlooking Gulak? You know, you have all this other stuff on your mind. And I liked Alexander. I liked his answer. I liked it was an amount of poise and positivity to it but basically um he has big plans with the second chance and he'll be overlooking drew gulak when he's standing over him in victory so some fun wordplay there uh, and then uh oh yeah rock is on the uh he's uh, he's on the walk of fame yes, on he wednesday has a, he has a star he has a star he has a star i recommend checking out kevin hart's instagram <laughs> oh my gosh because there's a little back and forth between the two of them and it's it's fun, and also obviously check out the Rock's Instagram. But uh, yeah. those those the Rock's two. Instagram with the shirts off. Oh my gosh, amazing! <laughs> that too. Uh, so yeah, that takes us into the match of Drew Gulak versus Cedric Alexander for number one contender, uh, and it walks out with Enzo. Enzo's got a little bit of his old spark back, you know. Um, uh, self-proclaimed smack talker Skywalker. He comes out basically as a mouthpiece for Drew Gulak. And so many Star Wars puns. I'm not even going to try. So many. Uh, Drew likening himself to Jar Jar Binks, though. Oh hey, my God. The, the no, true hero. No, Jar Jar no. Binks. The true hero? I it's mean, like, that's what he said. I'm not saying it. Oh, because oh, I was he's like, what? Saying it. Drew yeah. Gulak, huge fan of Jar Jar Binks. Surprise, even to me. Yeah, and Jar Jar Binks is like the worst Sith ever. What? 
Uh, but in any case, um, he says Enzo's his best friend, and he has well, basically an old, uh, epic, you know, PowerPoint presentation for it. Uh, but it's interrupted by uh, Cedric, where he comes out, and Cedric just, you know, stellar athleticism. I mean, is there? Uh, there's. It's rare that I see a match that he's in that he's not like an MVP, mm-hmm. like with it. And I, th- I thought, I thought this was really great, and I thought uh, he definitely deserved this win. Uh, what y'all think? I think Drew Gulak is an incredible competitor. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline, wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. A lot of people don't understand what he's capable of doing. I mean, he, he had, tonight he had a really, a lot of answers for Cedric Alexander's offense. Everything that Cedric was able to throw at him, Drew had a way of scouting it, sidestepping it, catching it, turning it into something else. Um, and that's that is the true mark of of Drew Gulak. He talks about reviewing tape, and he does exactly that. He is a student of the game, and he is uh, as well as an incredible teacher. Um, and that's that's really he he was the instrument of his own destruction this evening. Mm. He I think he was really incredibly close to winning. He took his eye off the ball, and that was that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, Alexander ultimately stunned Gulak with a back forearm, then a lumbar check, and just, yeah, he got the pen. I mean, um, I, yeah, I enjoyed this. Yeah. I did. I liked some of uh, Enzo's commentary. Uh, he's the boat, best of all time. There you go. Uh, <laughs> you can't have squares in your circle uh, and be down to roll. <laughs> my next breath, it, my my next breath is the be- is my best breath. Like. Some of this stuff you can actually just use in real life, just, you know, as you're hyping mm-hmm. yourself up. Like, I, lo- I love the stuff. And then um, in, like, news that we actually talked about TMZ, did you see the signature that he draws as his penis? N- oh, wow. What? His driver's license. You know, you have to sign on your driver's yeah. license. His signature looks like a penis. Oh, fantastic. Yes. That is... Oh, that's peak Enzo. Yes. That that definitely is. So. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not a, surprised in the least. Fact. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, during the match, Enzo actually started getting on his phone and left, and Drew noticed, even though he was in a match, that probably had something to do with him losing, oh let's say. Right. He, he wanted yeah. to impress his friends mm-hmm. slash employer, depending upon which one of them you would ask. <laughs> Um, and he, he he just he got punched and kicked in the face by Cedric Alexander, blood pouring out of the nose, the mouth. Yes. He ate it. He he, he ate it and then he lost with a lumbar check. <laughs> that's that's tough. Yeah, I love uh, that the chat room right now is um, going through Star Wars things. Like they've made you chewy. Hobo, you're the you're the chewy of the show. I like Chewbacca. this. I like Very this. Nice. I can tear a man's arms off. I like this. Yeah, um, and Rosenberg has been made Yoda. <laughs> so that's that's pretty fun. I like that. All right. Uh, so yeah, and that continues on where we have Enzo backstage, and uh, 
it looks like he was uh he got Nia Jax's DM. Mm-hmm. So she slid into those DMs and he answered, "Oh, yes. This is happening." So uh Jax wants to finish their conversation, but oh, when uh, Drew just he just shows up. Cop blocking. He just he just shows up. Well, he wanted to be the first one to let him know I, I, I lost. I mm. just want you to know. Blood pouring out of yeah. his face, swollen, busted mm. up. He'll be purple tomorrow, but I just want to let you know. Oh, my gosh. I, I lost, boss. I lost. But bro code is if you're seeing, like, the Mac going on, you can't inter- mm-hmm. interrupt the Mac. You have to wait, like no matter, like as long, if you're not dying, it doesn't matter. Like you're good. Yeah, it's like so a, he he messed up the bro code. code. Yeah, I don't I don't think <laughs> Drew Gulak is is really no bro code? up to code. Okay. with the bro code. All right, so maybe we have to tweet him that so yeah. he knows what the deal is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, basically, Enzo explodes on him. He's like, you did a lot of things wrong, Drew. <laughs> basically, everything that you just said, every word that you just said was wrong. Basically. So, and then we have Asuka versus Alicia Fox. And this is a rematch uh, between the Empress of Tomorrow and Foxy. So, Foxy will have her rematch because Absolution kind of ruined that for her. And Lightning will not strike twice. She's <laughs> winning this time. This time she's winning. She didn't win. No. It's like not, not, not. She really. lost a submissions match to a submission specialist. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. I am shocked. What a travesty. <laughs> yeah, she did land a beautiful Northern Lights suplex, though. So that was, it was very gorgeous. gorgeous. It was like think, picture perfect. Do you think she'll ever get the belt back? Oh, no. Well, sorry. <laughs> that was really quick. No, that no, no, no. Was no, no. I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. I mean Woo. that because they have so so much other talent that's coming in. I love Alicia Fox. I love what she's doing. I love that she was captain of the women's team um, in the last pay per view. I just I just don't see them as in creative like turning it around to where she'll be able to be the women's champion. I think that if they put in a women's tag team division, mm-hmm. uh, which they definitely should, especially since we're they having can. the Women's Royal yeah. Rumble. I feel like she would definitely hold one of those titles. And maybe further along, you know, there might be like a thing with the further women's, along. women's champion. Well, She's after Royal Rumble. No, no, okay. no, no. I don't mean, <laughs> no, I mean, she brings it. Okay. She brings it. I'm not saying anything about her. I'm just right. saying about, well, think about how long it took Naomi before she right. got the belt. I mean, it, like it was years. a while. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like it's not that long, but it's a long longer track yeah she's, for her. she's losing quite a bit now and it's harder to get the better opportunities when you're kind of falling down a staircase yeah yeah i don't, I don't know i don't really this the if that if she were talking like that on the street i'd be scared but it's like the craziness and i know i heard her personalities aligned to that to to extent but i'm not this phase i'm not i'm not really feeling yeah um i i enjoy her as a person and she's really fun to interview Mm -hmm. like definitely she's like really pleasant person like you know normally and i i enjoy what they're doing this i think it fits with what it is but i also think that because they have Paige back and she's she's crazy too but she's a different kind of crazy Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a more marketable crazy if that makes any (laughs) sense no it's i was going to say it's a money-making crazy it's a money-making crazy (laughs) so that's that's the only reason yeah. why. Did you guys hear that interview with Paige and uh, on uh, Lillian's show? No, it was amazing. 
she mm-hmm. breaks down everything that's transpired up until her coming back. It was a really amazing interview. So it's okay. on, um, I forgot what Lillian's show is called, but if you search it, it's going to pop up. Because I think it's her only interview that she did, and it was like an hour and a half. It was a really great interview. Oh, man, we've got to look out for that. I'm going to look out for that after after our show's, our show's done. Um, so, yeah, it was... Um, Basically, um, Asuka doing a missile drop kick was the beginning of the end for Alicia. Uh, then there was a, a solid, there was like a spinning kick against her head and uh, da, 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 submission. Asuka won uh, with the arm bar. Like she locked that it's in. A great, really nice. great transition into it too. Really oh, yeah, easy smooth. step, step over roll, and just that was it. That was it. And before it she was. knew it, Foxy was tapping out. It was a wrap. Again, you know, it's tap or snap, and Oof, the options tap. are clear. Always tap. <laughs> <laughs> Love tap. Uh, so there was a sneak peek of Total Divas, and I just wanted to throw that in there because hey, Total Divas, like it had Ms. and Marie. Oh my Wednesdays god, at nine. So much drama. Yeah, Marie so doesn't eat meat. Ms. says, um, "Hey, I'll try going veggie if you'll just take one bite," and she does. Oh, much to Ms.'s surprise, and that was just a sneak preview. You really. thought it looked good? No, I hate <laughs> that meat looked disgusting. One, and I know what you said about meat tasting good, but it's all in the seasoning. Not all in even, season. not even. You you do it real light, just a little bit, a little bit of garlic, a little bit of cracked pepper. That's all you need, really. It's not much to the season. Mm. And you could do it without meat. <laughs> I couldn't. For what I do, I couldn't do it. What do you, meat. What do you do? I wrestle man for money. I know. <laughs> fight, <laughs> fight man. There, there are wrestlers man. who are vegan as well. I don't know what kind of black magic they're actually on. <laughs> I'm on just me. No chemicals, none of that, just me. You know there's chemicals in the meat, right? <laughs> That's okay. beside the point. Depending on where you get the meat, that is actually true. Yeah. And um, continuing with the chat room, they've made uh, Johnny LaQuasto Luke. Uh, Scott Narver is a Sith Lord. He doesn't have a Sith Lord name, but apparently he's a Sith Lord. And uh, Bill is BB-8. <laughs> Bill Hansock is BB-8. I, I love that. I think really appreciate that. I'll tell him on Wednesday. <laughs> Yeah, please, please continue casting us in Star Wars. That's awesome. So, and then that brings us to once again, because, you know, we didn't have enough of them. So, you know, six men are coming into the ring, and those six men together means that it's going to be. You know it's the Magnificent Team! Okay. We have dance breaks. Oh, yeah. We have to have a dance break. Yes, we have Samoa Joe, Sheamus, and Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Jason Jordan in a, in a tag team match. So, and actually, Seth was going to start, and, and Jason just kind of, he tags himself in. He needs to be beaten. To go up against, well, you know what? It he happens. Was. It happens. <laughs> he learns a quick and hard lesson from Cesaro, from Sheamus first, and then Cesaro, and then Samoa Joe got in there, got like a, a stomp corner party from Joe. He looks like his face at one point, uh, he looked like, you know, when your your mother tells you not to do something, like, like stop, like, rip poking at the dog mm-hmm. a dog finally bites you and you're looking at your mom like help me and your mom's looking like i already told you dog like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you earned this yeah definitely <laughs> yeah i mean uh i there was there was a lot of good with this match i mean it got to i mean the crowd was into it too 
I, I mean, mean, it was it was double duty for a couple of guys. Jason mm. Jordan, Seth Rollins, their second match of the night. Them thoroughly beating each other up earlier. You'd <laughs> think that the, the fresher tag team would actually have an easier time putting away these competitors. I would have to imagine they'd be gassed, but no, they've got fuel for days. They're ready to roll. Yeah, I mean, Seth Rollins was just, it seemed like it was basically the Seth Rollins show against everybody else. I mean, Dean didn't really get into there until like the very end, and Mm -hmm. then he ends up getting injured. He wasn't his best self. He had that arm wrapped up tight all night. I took notice early. I went, well, that's... That's kind of what happens sometimes if you're working so many times in a week. You're just trying to to get by without getting too hurt because you're going to get hurt mm-hmm. eventually. And he got hurt earlier, being at a house show or maybe even television last week. Mm-hmm. And then tonight he's working hurt and the hurt gets worse. It upscales itself to an injury potentially. So it's it's tough. Wrestling is it's just the art of rolling the dice. Yeah, and I think my favorite part of uh, the match, though, was when uh, Sheamus did a sneak kick onto Seth Rollins and then did a backbreaker, like, twice uh, on him. And then after that, he tried to go for a third, and then Seth, like, pulled that DDT, like, from his hammer space Mm -hmm. to then, like, bestow that upon uh, Sheamus. And I, I that was my favorite. That was my favorite moment. It, it was slick. It, it was, was real oh, smooth. It was, oh, the snake was in season with that one. <laughs> it was really good. Um, but, yeah, after after Dean gets uh, injured on the outside of the ring, this is when a suicide dive happened with uh, Rollins onto, I believe it was, uh, well, onto a number of people, including Dean Ambrose. And then Rollins got knocked out with a brogue kick. And then, like, yeah, so Zaro got that pin. It was kind of a, a foolish move mm. by uh, Rollins. Like you said, it was the Rollins show. It was the Rollins show. I don't show. think he was paying attention to what his partner was doing, and as a result, he was the cause of the injury to his partner, which led to his loss just moments later in the mm-hmm. match. Yeah, you saw him kind of like facially like checking in with him afterwards, and I was just like, ooh, yeah, no, he might he might be really hurt. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, and then like Jason Jordan got just knocked out of the ring <laughs> earlier on. So, then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they're they're still casting us in Star Wars things, but they haven't quite decided what I am. I'm either Ray or Leia, so that's fine. I'll, I'll take a I'll take Ray on that one because Ray's pretty awesome, and I don't know Leia's just she's amazing. Oh, pretty cool. And then they have um, Ghost as Marker J. Washington. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. So uh, so we go backstage, and a Rolls comes up, and uh, Stephanie McMahon, uh, she steps out. So we're going to get a, an, an announcement. And we already know what that announcement is, mm-hmm. but at that point, we didn't know. And so backstage, we have Joe in the bar, and they're ambushing Rollins and Ambrose. And, you know, that just happens with... Uh, and also smashing Dean's elbow with a road case. That happened, too. So Dean is going to be transported to a hospital to get x-rays on that yeah. elbow. I can't imagine they're going to be challenging for the titles anytime soon after yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing that the bar has them, then. And, you know. <laughs> I and, think they're comfortable with them right about yeah, now. Yeah, Not yeah. a whole lot of challengers stepping up. They're very comfortable. Well, speaking of that, 
Then our next match, uh, the revival is back. We have Dash Walder and Scott Dawson. Uh, they've been out for a number of different mm-hmm. things. It was a, a jaw. It was a jaw injury. It and was then Dash's also, jaw. Right. And then Scott's, uh, what was his knee? I think it was his knee. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Those are some I tough mean, injuries. Those guys are two of the toughest. They fight like their lives depend on it, and sometimes the pendulum swings back and it catches you. So I think right now, I know Dash Wilder is in fantastic shape. Mm-hmm. He has not slowed down a bit. Dawson, I, I'm sure he's mentally as sharp as he has ever been. I'm positive he was studying tape. Um, but his his strength will have to be proved over time. But Dash is willing to pick up what uh, what Scott can't. He is a hoss right now. Yeah. In fact, he started it off with Rhino. And I was mm-hmm. like, really? You want to do that? I mean, Rhino's like four people um, smuggled in a wrestling suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just a bunch of people taped together to wake one big man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Not a big man. Yeah, and uh, during this, with the revival versus Heath Slater and Rhino, uh, Titus Worldwide, uh, they were watching in the back. You know, Dana Brooke is their uh, director of, uh, what was it, director St- of statistics, Yeah, I believe. I don't yeah. know what those statistics are. Maybe mm-hmm. she's, I mean, they said she was good at counting calories. Maybe she's just hanging around catering and writing down what everybody's eating. Well, in any case, it looks like they're talent scouting. So, I mean, that's kind of what I it looked like to me. No? Scouting talent so much as hmm. scouting competition. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That's probably what they're using her for. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this wasn't a long match. I mean, but it got, I felt like it was the proper amount of time. You know, a good introduction. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing, bringing them back into our collective consciousness. So a reminder of what the Revival does, and they use brilliant ring tactics mm. to single out individuals. In this case, it was Heath Slater, and they were so good at cutting him off from Rhino. Right when he was about to get that tag, tag the big man in, they were able to, with precision, cut him off from his partner and as a result cut him out of the match yeah uh really great ring awareness too and it's just like the two of them work together like a well-oiled machine like my favorite part was well it was near the end where uh wilder went after rhino and then basically um rhino's like what are you boop and then <laughs> rebounded yeah. him into heat slater so then he rolled out of the ring, waited for Rhino's attention to be on the ring, and then snatched his feet out from under him on the apron. I was like, yes! Yep. That's that's how you fight Rhino. And it's funny you say they function like a well-oiled machine, because oh. their original name were, was the Mechanics. Indeed. Because they did so. They functioned better than any two men possibly could. <laughs> the Shield included. They are not on their A-game, and they haven't been. Despite mm. holding the titles, I think the Revival could eat their lunch any day of the week. Well, from this match, I say that they're going to give the bar a run for their money yeah. or a run for their title. Yeah, the Re- Revival seems more like um, brawlers mm. opposed to yes. a lot of... A, a lot of every, every, everybody else has gotten used to being more finesse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, we're going to do it like this. And the, the revival comes in and it's like, there's no rhyme or reason. We're just going to wreck shit <laughs> and, you know, essentially tear everybody apart, which is good because mm-hmm. you, you're not used to that. So now you're trying to, you know, cage it in, which is not going to happen. 
And Seamus and Cesaro, they, the revival gives up a lot of weight to Seamus and Cesaro, which I think is going to make them function more intelligently. The revival are probably the smartest uh, tag team that you could find today because they are undersized. Mm -hmm. So they have to find ways to, to use their power in, in a way that swings it in their favor. They can't just snatch somebody up and slam them. Right. They got to do it in such a way as their momentum is feeding into them. Heath Slater, perfect example. Heath Slater was following them and followed them right into the shatter machine, and that was the end. It wasn't as though they snatched him up and hit it. Mm -hmm. He fell into it. It was a well-laid trap. Yeah. Uh <laughs> They they just made Maria Menudo's George Lucas. I I agree with that when she created it all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very nice. Um, but yeah, the Shatter Machine on Heath Slater for the win. So yeah. So uh, backstage, uh, Rhino and Heath they get a talk, a talking to from Kurt Angle, and uh, I just love it. Heath Slater says, "I got kids. I need this job." <laughs> and uh, basically, they need to toughen up. They need to toughen up. And Rhino says he knows how. So, and that's all that we know about that. Well, There's so many possibilities for that. So too. many possibilities. That is, that's truly scary. Yeah. If Rhino is going to toughen you up, I I I, I pray for you, <laughs> Slater. I pray for your soul. Ooh, talking about soul, we have Elias. Uh, he's just a uh, man with a spotlight and a guitar, and he just wants to know who wants to walk with Elias. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, with this, I mean, he basically says that uh, Tom Brady says that Elias' music is a soundtrack to his life. You know, uh, he listens to it while he deflates footballs, manipulates <laughs> rule books. Like, oh, you know, he was just trying to, he was just pandering to New England, basically, mm -hmm. <laughs> was what he was doing. But he does uh, confirm that he will be in the Royal Rumble on January 28th. So we know that definitely. And he says his song is dedicated to Roger Goodell. So, but uh, his song is interrupted by Sasha. So she comes out. Her hair is fierce. Yes. It's so purple. It's got a really nice purple <laughs> to it. So I'm just like. It's so purple. Stream of no, consciousness yeah, she, with she me She went tonight. from pink to, to purple, but the curls, uh, the curls make her a little bit more like ethnic. Like, like I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. I that. like natural hair. Yeah, well, it's, curls work. It's not. More people should do curls. You know, I mean, never mind. I, I, mean gonna, I, I know. I was going to give you the breakdown, but, but as long it's too as, much. As long <laughs> as it gets a little bit I wouldn't mind if she came out with a full-blown afro. I would like that. That would be, I would but love to see that. It's going to take time for us to get there from where we are right now. <laughs> yeah, it had a good texture to it. It had yeah. a nice curl pattern. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and he's interrupted by Sasha. And he's like, oh, that's no problem. He continues and interrupted by Mickey James. And then Bailey, and he's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm good. And refuses a hug from Bailey on the way out. It was just what he did with a smile on his face. So who refuses a hug from Bailey? I, I would never. So, but we have these three women. <laughs> and, of course, they're going to be versus another three women. And what would be a tag team match? You know it's the Mac Militant. Last one, I swear. <laughs> So we have Sasha, Mickey, and Bailey versus the Absolution, which is Paige, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose. And we begin with Mickey and Paige to do an early double team with Sasha on Paige. I really enjoyed that. And um, yeah, 
with this, it wasn't it wasn't a long match. It didn't have to be a long match. It really didn't. And basically, Absolution ends up DQing themselves because they do a two-on-one onslaught with Mandy and Sonya um, taking it to town on, I believe it was Sasha mm-hmm. at the end. And then it just goes into like a, what's what's the term, a full Hollybrook? That's a that's the term? Downingbrook. Dannybrook? Donnybrook? Donnybrook. Donnybrook. A whole Donnybrook. I'll just, it was a ruckus. <laughs> there was a ruckus that happened. Julia. Yeah. And so, yeah, everybody's just tussling. And then, oh, Nia Jax's music hits. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And she comes out to the ring and she's going after the absolution. And yes, she does what Nia Jax does. You know, basically. Wrecks yeah. She wrecks them. Uh, Paige attacks her from behind, you know, working those uh, pressure points. <laughs> That's what and, you have to do. Yeah, you have to. You got to go for the knees. Mm-hmm. Go for the knees. Go for the eyes. And then Absolution, you know, invites Nia Jax to their stomp party. And then the Raw Women's Locker Room all comes for Absolution. So we just have general hell happening in all the corners of the ring. Then Stephanie McMahon's music hits, and she comes out. And it's part inspirational message, part, um, oh, it's just part, oh, my God, we finally get this. She announces that, yes, we will have a Women's Royal Rumble on January 28th. And she does this in a way by saying the Divas Revolution began in this ring. The Divas Revolution evolved into the women's division. So that's how we got steel cage matches. That's how we had a women's championship in the Middle East with Alexa and mm-hmm. Sasha, where they the audience chanted, this is hope. Mm-hmm. And she says, it's not enough. We will make history again. And yes, all women's Royal Rumble match will be happening, and that will be kicking off the pay-per-view on January 28th. Just even like when um, all the women came from the locker room and seeing them all there, the amount of women, Mm. like various shapes and sizes and colors, and like just everybody following their passion is just an amazing thing. And then to announce that for the Royal Rumble, it's, you know, it's no longer, you know, bikini competitions and you know pools you know? yeah i'm okay with that i mean remember back when summer ray would what throw things at um oh i forget who it was she was tussling with but it was a uh, milk and kitty litter that she threw at somebody over fandango or fandango so i'm i'm okay to not be there anymore yeah it's it's good that we that we've evolved but mm-hmm. it it seemed like this was a a smaller part of the show and I felt like it should have been a little bit meatier, a little right. bit bigger. I wouldn't say it was small. It mm-hmm. was it was positioned in such a way as it closed out the show. Yeah. It was it was the the height of everything. It 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 may not be big, but mm-hmm. what comes at the end of the show is considered to be the most important right. part of the show. Yeah. Um, and it it had a, a very important place and I think it it lived up to its importance. Yeah, I nice. agree. The, the the where it was posi- positioned was fine. I think is because we had so many matches. Like for some reason, <laughs> this, today just seemed like a lot more than usual. And it might have been one or two more than usual, but it just seemed like a lot more. And I think maybe if they took out maybe two of those matches, actually, it was only it was our usual six. Was oh, it fun any just, more than six? It just seemed more. Maybe it was felt a, like yeah, it. See, yeah, yeah. They, they went longer. They were doing more maybe segments per match. Yeah, than they so maybe do. that was it. I don't know. It just felt a little bit longer, and then you just—it's like you felt exhausted at that, that, that point, and now you come in, you, li- you try to get inspirational with the speech. It just seemed like there's a lot going on. So the timing of it was perfect. Maybe it's just the everything else that was positioned in it. 
Interesting. Um, and thank you, chat room. Uh, it was Layla that um, that Summer Ray had the kitty litter and milk thing over Fandango. I mean, we all have to start from somewhere, but I definitely like the position that we're in now. Yeah, but um, yeah, but this women's rumble. I mean, this is great. I mean, who do who do you want in there? You know, I'm guessing we're they're going to do 20 as opposed to 30, unless they really want to bring some hard hitters back. Let me tell you, NXT is filled to the brim oh, gosh. With, with talent. Uh, and female talent that is ready and willing to move up and move out. Right now, they they just brought up five. They could bring up even more than that because they have got to make room for talent that is waiting in the wings to get on television. Mm-hmm. Even still, like you could have people in this rumble from from the performance center who have yet to see television, right. and it wouldn't harm anybody. Just put them out there, show people what they can do. There are. Too many talented people to be hiding down in, in the Performance Center right now. Give them the platform, and I am sure they will live up to the expectation. See, here's the thing, though. So we have, you know, sometimes one or two women's matches, mostly one, um, on SmackDown and Raw, right? So now if we bring more women, then we might not be able to get, you know, established characters and actually, you know, gravitate towards the women. So now we just have a bunch of women, and now, you know, people don't, you know, feel connected to them, and then those women are going to let go because we don't feel connected to the women. So we're kind of in this position where, unless they extend the shows, or I've heard rumors that there might be just a separate women's wrestling, which might be a good idea, but I kind of like the mix of both. So that's kind of where... if if it's anything like 205, they will still feature women's matches on the regular shows. Right. But give the women's matches a specific place where they can actually uh, have a, a more diverse... A group of talent actually have matches on a regular basis. Yeah, I know that I want more characters for right. women. I want to see that personal ability that you that they can put into being something. Like for instance, you have Dean Ambrose as a lunatic fringe. Uh, he rocks it. He mm-hmm. rocks it as that. I where's where's like I'm not saying that there has to be equivalents of those, but right. as an example, you could have a female lunatic fringe. You know, like. You have Joker, you have Harlequin, kind right. of a thing. So I'm not saying that we need a Harlequin, but I'm saying that that genre type of you know character, like where's our Bray Wyatt or Undertaker right. type of characters? Like you can you can fill these genres that are people already know them, like they're they're already relatable. Somebody said Nikki Cross. That would oh Nikki yeah. is oh, oh, in yes. all caps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I I don't think characters are in vogue right now. They are not Mm. popular. Um, They're slowly becoming more popular. But when I I started, uh, I was different enough to be, I don't want to say ostracized, but at least looked on as an oddity. But now it's starting to become the norm. But it's going to take more time. Things in the industry take a a while to get into WWE. Mm -hmm. WWE is always a little bit behind because that's sort of their position. They want to see what people are buying and then they will make something that people will buy. Uh, But they first have to see that it is popular enough to make money. Um, Mm -hmm. And once characters are again a normal thing then they will start having more characters well i guess um what i really mean then is like um you know with the may young classic Mm -hmm. that uh you know tk and uh we did that together and um think about with like jazzy gaber where it's like 
she comes off like this ultimate villain. Mm. She looks like, I don't know, Bison or something, right. something like that. Where it's like, yes, I know this character. And she's, you know, hell in the ring also. And I enjoy that. And then you have Kyrie Sane, who, she's a she's a captain. Right. You know, she's glamorous and so cute and spunky. And it's like, you have that. And then you have... Um, uh oh, God, goodness! I'm forgetting Bianca her name. Blair, it was like the the thinking. Bailey equivalent. I kept on calling oh. her the, Dakota. Yeah, where you have like Dakota, and she's uh she was from New Zealand, and she just was so earnest. Yeah, and like really good. See, the, the I think another issue is too with the characters. If the character conflicts with social media, so for instance, you play the villain, but then on your off hours you give the charity. It's like it mm, there's. They I don't really care about that anymore. WWE's been playing with that for years. Titus O'Neil at one time was a deep, deep heel, and then they literally had him have a commercial about his mom who had breast cancer, mm-hmm. and then they brought him. Literally the next thing you saw was him kicking the hell out of somebody. And they don't care. They <laughs> truly don't care. They understand that what's on television is on television, and then what's off of television is off of television. Right. They don't mind the separation, because they think the audience can keep up at this point. Right, but then you get more invested when characters or uh, the wrestlers take it into social media and they start going back and forth. Because now, not only you have TV, now they're having a fight on Twitter. So you get more invested in that. So it's just kind of like, I definitely would want, obviously you don't want something a character over the top, but I want to see that character throughout. Because if you're going to be a villain, then I want you to be cussing out everybody else via Twitter, because that's going to make me more invested into you. I think it's up to the performers themselves. Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley are having a feud over social media, Mm -hmm. and it's really getting a lot of people's attention. So it's up to the performers themselves to bring that aspect to themselves. Yeah. I just love the conversations that this women's Royal Rumble is just going to start. And we're already having those conversations now. Uh, But uh, we can continue this on social media because, like I said, this is the last Raw After Show of 2017. And our time is up for right this second. So, TK Trinidad, put yourself over. Uh, You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Um, Also, I do a lot of charity work. um, So, Toy Drives for Christmas. You can see that all on my stories for Instagram. I'm also running a marathon to... um, for water pumps in Africa. So if you want to donate there, it's going to be my little bio line over there. So everything at TK Trinidad. Okay, and True Hobo, where can they get you? At the Twitter and the Instagram, at True Hobo. On Wednesday, we have the NXT after show. Uh, We're still doing it this week, so far as I know. If, uh, you know, we're all still alive, it'll still be there, you know, right after the show. Be like, there. Like we're still alive. It's Be the holidays. There. Anything can happen. Stay safe. That it's is, not safe true. out there. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Stay safe. Uh, if you want to contact me on social media, it's Twitter and Instagram. It's at Markia McCarty, M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. Uh, so most of my streams are already done for this year, but there will be uh, final Marvel movie news uh, tomorrow, including a holiday special that we'll be having uh, along with DC movie news. So um, look at the Marvel movie news Twitter at Marvel News PTN, and we'll give you all the times and the details with that. But uh, otherwise than that, yeah, I mean, hope this was a d- tough year. This is a difficult year, but we got through it. We got through it. And not only that, we thrived. This was a great wrestling, awesome posts, uh, awesome hosts, awesome panel. Uh, yeah, stay safe, and we will see you in 2018. January. Bye-bye.
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.